Hi, I'm Charles Morris, and this is The Great Stories Podcast. And that's and that was filmmaker Brandon Kimber. He'll be joining us on today's episode. He's produced a documentary exploring the false gospels of our day called American Gospel, Christ Alone. But he also clearly asks a very important question. What is the gospel? It's the most important question we can ask ourselves today because the answer has eternal consequences. When we first aired some of Brandon's interview back in April 2021, little did we know it would be our most listened to series of the year. Now I want you to hear the full-length interview, over 30 minutes, and I pray it blesses you as much as it did me. You have an increasing number of people, but were raised in churches that didn't take the gospel seriously or took it for granted. Wow, like Jesus died for my sins? That's so convenient for me. I don't have to go to hell, but I'm gonna go do my own thing. <laughs> and surprise, surprise, they don't know what they believe or why they believe it. We're assuming that people understand the gospel. I think it was Christian Smith who said that what we're seeing nowadays in the American church is the rise of what he calls moralistic, therapeutic, deism, how to make people moral. You know, I look like this perfect golden child, but I was so dead. A place to go to feel better about themselves. I'm asking you to feel good about who you are. And so as a result, we're seeing a church in America that's becoming ultimately Christless. So if we're following the gospel thinking it's all about us, we've missed Jesus' words entirely. The fact that we were raised Christian doesn't make us a Christian. We have to have a supernatural rebirth. I went from somebody who hated Jesus to a guy that loved Jesus and spent all his time at church. Why? When you come in contact with him, you change. Like there's nothing that I could have done to make this happen. Like he literally gave me a new heart. And when the heart changes, everything changes. If this is true, this story is so captivating. All I knew was that I had severely overlooked something. I opened that word and nothing was ever the same. What you just heard was an excerpt from American Gospel, a DVD that is making the rounds and has grown in popularity ever since its release. And with us from Cleveland, Ohio is Brandon Kimber. He's the producer of American Gospel TV or AGTV. Brandon, we've never had you in the program before. Let me just say welcome and thank you for taking some time to be with us today. Well, it's great to be here, Charles. Thanks for having me. I got to tell you, we in our meetings talk about what kind of programs will we do on our stations around North America and stations around the world. And American Gospel just kept coming up. And I think our Canadian director is the first person who mentioned it. But a few weeks ago, we were having our daily prayer meeting at the ministry, some of us on Zoom, some of us working at home. And the head of our shipping department, whose office is in the back of the ministry, he said, I've got to just tell you guys about something I've been watching, and I just couldn't quit watching it. And he talks quite fast. And Mark says, it's called American Gospel, and we just need to watch this, and we need to offer this. We need to tell people about that. Well, we just heard an excerpt, and you in Cleveland 
you attend a friend of mine's church, Alistair Begg, who many of our listeners would know of. How's your background affecting what you decided to do? And we'll get into what this American gospel, how did that name come about in the first place? I was born and raised in Cleveland, Ohio, and I grew up in the church. My parents um, became Christians before I was born. And early on, we were involved in a hyper-charismatic church that was involved with the Toronto Blessing um, in the mid-late 90s. And um, when I was about a in my early teenage years, uh, we left that church, went into a Nazarene church for about the next decade or so. And it was during that time when I was in college, I started digging deeper into my faith and uh, I discovered um, some preaching on the internet that <laughs> was explaining the gospel in a very clear way, way that I had never heard before in those churches that I grew up in. And I didn't fully understand that in that charismatic church that I grew up in, that there was um, influence from what is called the prosperity gospel or the word of faith movement, which is what I critique in the first film. And in the current church that I was in, I began to slowly... Uh, I, the Lord opened my eyes to the fact that I wasn't hearing the gospel every week. Um, I was just hearing the law, which I describe as the commands of scripture, what you should do, um, and, and not being reminded of the gospel. It was just assumed that um, everybody knew it. It might have been mentioned, well, elements of it may have been mentioned every once in a while, but uh, it just wasn't um, being shared, especially on, you know, those days of the year, like Easter and Christmas Eve, where you think that message should be heard, that the church was taking the seeker-sensitive um, model and um, watering the gospel down because they didn't want to offend new people that were coming to the church. And this was very frustrating and heart you know heartbreaking f for my wife and I um, and we eventually uh, left that church so this film um, really began out of that experience um, I had come to a place where I was now hearing the gospel clearly for the first time and I just wanted to really produce a tool that could help others see that same that same message so clearly. Brandon, uh, we're going to get into what the gospel is. You mentioned coming out of a, a more hyper-charismatic approach. You're not attacking charismatics, are you? No, I'm not. Um, the prosperity gospel is an issue that both charismatics and, you know, cessationists can agree upon is, is wrong. And, uh, it does. It doesn't have anything to do with the gifts of the spirit, or whether they continue, or they've, or certain ones have ceased today. This is an issue related to um, the person of Christ. Uh, who is man? Who is God? 
Um, so we have in this theology, um, when we offer or, or uh, communicate the gospel, the pr- prosperity gospel is a- attaching this promise of health and wealth in this life, a promise that if you come to Jesus, you will be healthy and wealthy. And the assumption is that, you know, you're not going to have suffering in that, in that way. And behind that is this idea that man um, is, they call it trichotomy. They say we are, we have a body or we are a soul. We have a body and we have a spirit. And, and they say that our spirit is essentially equal um, to God. Uh, we can do the same things that God could do as far as speaking things into existence. So our words have the same power that God's words had when he created the world. And yet, as you started reading your Bible, you discovered that's not in Scripture. <laughs> that's not what the Bible teaches. No, the the words or the verses they use um, are taken out of context. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. That's not about you having the same um, <laughs> ability to speak things into existence with your words. That's why they call it the word of faith movement. So they view faith as more of a force that even God uses to create things. Um, and so we use that force to speak, you know, these realities into existence, whether that be health or wealth. And this is the same thing you see in, in the new age. They call this the law of attraction. And, um, there, there was a popular book and, and movie called the secret. And if you compare that with a lot of what these preachers are saying, it's, it's virtually identical. Mm. Well, a lot of people uh, have been watching this DVD that you've put out, and you include excerpts from prosperity, gospel preachers, teachers, but you also include a lot of biblical scholars as well. Let's talk about this gospel. What, 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 what did you want to move away from? And I guess what I'm wanting you to talk about is the moralism that we've bought into uh, in American Christianity, but it's our export to the whole world. Uh, that's what you sensed you had been raised with, but you needed to get away from. Just talk to me about that a little bit. Sure. Well, moralistic preaching is preaching the commands of Scripture without anything else. So it's kind of assuming that everyone knows what the gospel is, and then all you're hearing is a message about what you should do, um, whether that be serve more, love, love God, love people. That is a summary of the law. And a big thing that has helped me a lot is distinguishing between the law and the gospel. So the law, mm-hmm. I'd say, is summarized as do. The commands of scripture, love God, love people, is the summary of the Ten Commandments. Um, when Jesus uses the law in scripture, let's use uh, the rich young ruler, for example. The rich young r- ruler asked Jesus, what 
what should what good thing can I do to inherit eternal life? Let's listen to a little more right now from the video documentary, American Gospel. Now, it sounds like a very safe question. It's actually a landmine. What must I do to inherit eternal life? It, already it's about performance. What must I do to inherit eternal life? And uh, Jesus responds with great wisdom. He says, why do you call me good? Only God is good. And then he says, you know the commandments. But Joy, then what, but what is the standard of goodness? Be good that, to your neighbor, don't cheat okay, on your husband, but, don't steal. The, don't lie, don't steal. Gives them the list of the commands. But in the Bible, God's standard is the Ten Commandments. I'm good on that too. And the young man immediately says, all these I've kept since I was a boy. Jesus just said, only God is good. And two seconds later, what does the young man say? Me too! In which case, he gives himself the status and the stature of God. It's just pure pride. And by the way, breaks the very first commandment, you shall have no other gods. You've never told a lie before, ever? Oh, why, is that one of the commandments? It's the commandment. Never mind. Some more excerpts from the documentary, American Gospel, and the man who came up with the idea and put it all together, Brandon Kember from Cleveland, is on with us on the program today. Brandon, is there one verse, one place in Scripture? You mentioned the rich young ruler. Is there another place in Scripture that really would drive this home to what you're trying to say? Yeah, so in 1 Corinthians 15, um, we have Paul telling us what is of first importance. Um, and this is the gospel message right here summarized. Um, and he says, Now I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you, which you received, in which you stand, and by which you are being saved, if you hold fast to the word I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried and that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. And it goes on to explain how Christ appeared to uh, the apostles and himself and five other, <laughs> 500 other witnesses. But that verse right there is telling you that the gospel message is of first importance and the content of that message is all about the person of Christ and what he has done. So he died for our sins. He was buried, raised on the third day. It also includes his perfect sinless life that he lived uh, in our place. And so the gospel is, it, it literally means good news. It's an announcement of something that has been done on our behalf. Now, if you if you think any commands of Scripture are the gospel, then we have a problem <laughs> right there. Because if I am told to love God and love my neighbor with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength, if I'm honest with myself, I realize that I have not done that. <laughs> and I can't do that yeah, on and my I can't. own. And so that is the bad news. 
that's the law is like a mirror that shows you your sin and need for a savior is meant to point you to the gospel, which is the person of Christ, the person and work of Christ. And, and the good news is that he has done that for you. He lived that perfect sinless life that you could never live. And he took the punishment for your sins and, and, and the response to the gospel is that you believe that you trust in what Christ has done for you um, by faith alone in Christ alone. And it's not about what you do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good. Well, well, well put. I need to let people in on a little secret here. And then I want us to listen to a little more from this documentary that you've put together. Um, it's fast paced. It's fast moving. Tell me what you have also done in your life as a film producer that helped you lead, that helped lead you to making this documentary called American Gospel. What's your history that makes this so good? Well, I right out of college got a job and started working um, at a, a small video production company. It's the same one I am still working at today, and we started producing local Crime Stoppers television for our local station and also ended up in Miami, Florida, Los Angeles, Chicago. And that was basically a 30 minute uh, kind of local America's most wanted type of thing where we interviewed detectives and families of homicide victims and we'd reenact crimes. And so you could say that maybe my fast paced editing (laughs) comes from that TV experience, because you kind of want to keep people's attention. (laughs) We do have short attention spans today, Brandon. So, all right. Okay, that's the background. Let's listen to a little more right now from the video documentary, American Gospel. I believe God is going to send you some treasure you don't know about. Only giving opens heaven. You've got to let it go out of your hand before God releases it from his hand. I actually grew up with no background in church. When I fell into the Word of Faith, Prosperity churches, I thought that that was the truth. And so I fully depended on my pastor for feeding that to me. I guess I just had this knowledge that God existed, but I didn't have an understanding of who God was. I had no clue what the gospel was. I never really heard it. As far as I knew, he died and rose again so that I could have a prosperous life. You know, Jesus died that we might live an abundant life. And so that's what it was. Thanks. Thanks for my ticket, you know, so. I view the Holy Spirit like the genie from Aladdin. I had a totally false understanding of God. And so when God didn't do what I felt that he was supposed to do, I was very upset with him, (laughs) very upset. I fell into a discipleship course at my old church. The curriculum was by a third party organization. And that's where I first heard the gospel. And from that program, I began to realize that my church (laughs) wasn't teaching the gospel, (laughs) wasn't preaching the gospel at all. And was also a prosperity word of faith church. And so soon after that, I left that church. Some more excerpts from the documentary, American Gospel. And the man who came up with the idea and put it all together, Brandon Kember from Cleveland, is on with us on the program today. 
Brandon, let's let's talk about you know this is this is a Christian documentary. It's sound biblically, but it's done in a Crime Stoppers sort of way, which is why people can enjoy watching it and keep watching it as well. You've gotten a lot of response to this, haven't you? Uh, what have you heard from people? Wow. Um, it's hard to describe, or I don't even know if I can quantify the, like, the impact, but it's it's been worldwide from Africa, Australia, Europe. Right now, we've had, we, we currently have 21 languages, and a lot of these were done by volunteers from mm. other countries that are like, we the prosperity gospel is a problem here, and we need this translated to help the people here. So it's not just an American problem. Um, it, it's being exported worldwide. I've had messages from even the pastors involved in the film saying they've gotten new members f- <laughs> who found their church through the film, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I We get messages of people who, who say they've, the Lord graciously used it to save them, to um, take them out of deception. And it's just overwhelming that that something like this could be used in that way. I the export is a great concept I think of 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 how to put it. Brandon, I was preaching and teaching at a pastors conference in Africa a few years ago. The conference was to combat the prosperity gospel movement. And I was speaking not the first night but the second day. It was a Saturday. And I asked midway through what I was speaking, how many of you believe in the prosperity gospel? And two-thirds of the pastors that were there at a conference against the prosperity gospel raised their hands that they believed in it. Wow. And I'm thinking in my mind, why are you here? Uh, and yet they were hearing the truth being preached, and, and, and I'm thinking of Scripture telling us the truth sets us free. And I think that's your goal isn't it? Yes, definitely. I think I think the person and work of Christ is the most attractive thing that we can present to people. That message is the power of God unto salvation and every time we add things like health or wealth or we we cover up that message with something that we think is more attractive, those people who we are calling to faith are not coming because of a love for Christ. They're they're being attracted by something else that you're holding up. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think that's tragic. And it's resulting in uh, false conversions. People who, you know, grew up in a church and, and think they're Christians, but, you know, they may stand before the Lord as uh, in in Matthew seven twenty one, and and say, Lord, Lord, did we not do all these things? And he says, I never knew you. And that's mm. that's one of the most terrifying verses in in scripture that that there can be people that are deceived like that. Um, mm. And notice they they point to what they did in their life in their ministry. Mm. They prophesied, raised the dead, did miracles, casted out demons. 
And that's not the gospel. It's not about, again, it's not about what you do. It's about trusting in what Christ has done. Yes, and does continuing today. Brandon, you have heard from so many people who were impacted and have actually found Jesus as a result of the documentary that you produced. I'm thinking of one woman in particular who left a well-known church uh, on the West Coast. It's a movement. It's not just a church, but it certainly would buy into a word of faith, prosperity gospel. It would teach that. Tell me about her. Her life was changed, wasn't it? You've met her before. Yeah. Um, Her name is Lindsay, and she was a student at a supernatural school of ministry out there. And uh, some people were interacting with her online and gave her the movie to watch. And she says the Lord graciously opened her eyes to the deception that she was in. And uh, she started speaking out um, at that school, was eventually kicked out. And it really had a big... um, big effect on uh, both the remaining students there and just um, just the social media attention around that Um, she had she had a very big viral post blog post that she wrote um, that kind of started this whole thing Brandon here's somebody that thought they were on fire for the Lord they didn't know the Lord they came to realize They didn't know the Lord, but now they're serving the Lord in a gospel way. Big difference, right? Yeah. It's incredible what the, what the true person of the Holy Spirit can do. I mean, it's not about all the crazy outward manifestations. It's really just, um, a work inside the person's heart that causes them to want to submit to the authority of scripture alone. Um, not their experiences, but they're going to test everything by Scripture. <laughs> Usually at the end of the interview, I'll ask somebody this question. What does Jesus mean to you? So, Brandon Kimber, what does Jesus mean to you? Well, I, I believe that the, the purpose <laughs> behind God's saving act through Christ was to glorify himself in the sense that he's revealing who he is, his attributes. So within the cross, in the atonement, we see that God is both a loving and gracious God, but he's also a righteous, just, and a God who has wrath, a a holy hatred of sin. And I, I think the best, um, the best verse to describe that is in Exodus 34 when the Lord um, reveals who he is to Moses. He says, The Lord, the Lord God, compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in loving kindness and truth, who keeps loving kindness for thousands, who forgives iniquity, transgression, and sin. Yet he will by no means leave the guilty unpunished. So we see this, a God who's willing to forgive all types and kinds of sin, 
But at the same time, he says he will by no means leave the guilty unpunished. How does that work? Like, well, the cross, that's what happens in the cross. Uh, in, in Romans 3, it says this was to demonstrate his righteousness because in the forbearance of God, he passed over the sins previously committed. So every time God forgave someone in the Old Testament, he had passed over their sins because of the future payment of the Son of God what Christ was going to do. He was going to pay for those sins in the future. And and they were forgiven because they trusted in the promise of God. Just like today, we trust in God and what he has done by faith. And I just think that the heart of the gospel, the cross, is the most beautiful display of the love of God because he didn't spare his own son. Um, and he offers this grace freely to us. Hmm. Brandon Kimber, would you lead us in prayer? And uh, would, would, would you just pray that people listening to this program today would not be incensed at what you're saying, but they would investigate what you're saying and maybe find out what really is biblical Christianity, and maybe not what I've grown up with. Lead us in prayer. Father, I thank you for um, your son and and sending Christ um, to live that perfect life that we could never live and dying the, the death that we deserve to die for our sin. And I thank you for opening my eyes to uh, the truth of the gospel and, and how gracious you were in doing that. And I just pray that you would do the same for um, those who are listening right now who may have grown up in a similar situation as myself um, in church, thinking that they um, understand Christianity, but maybe after hearing this, um, they're hearing things that they've never heard before. And I, I just pray that You'd soften their hearts and uh, and and use this uh, film as a tool to lead them um, to the scriptures, and that you'd use that um, as as a means to bring salvation. Um, again, we thank you, Lord, for for your grace and and your gospel. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Well, Brandon Kimber, it's been a delight. And a joy to have you on, especially after watching your documentary. Thank you so much for being part of the, the program here on Haven today. Thank you, Charles. It was great to be here with you. I'm so glad you were able to join me today for the podcast. And as I said when we started, it was our most listened to series from 2021. And it's my prayer. It's helped answer the question I posed at the beginning of our time together. What is the gospel? If you'd like more answers to those questions, or you'd like to make a gift to this listener-supported ministry, you can visit us on our website at haventoday.org. You can also sign up for our weekly email there as well. And if you want to hear more conversations like this in the new year, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you enjoyed this episode, please help us get the word out by leaving a five-star review. 
And as we wrap up our final podcast for 2021, let me say thank you for joining me once again on Great Stories with Charles Morris, and I pray you have a happy new year. Thank you.